0: Spoil Movie Reviews Hi, welcome to another episode of Sport Movie Reviews on the Blackout Tips Premium Podcast Network I'm your host, Rod joined as always by my co-host and we are here to discuss movies you've seen don't ever plan on seeing or just don't give a fuck about and today we are spoiling widows uh before we get into widows we have to talk about the trailers we saw before the movie and we will talk about your comments on overlord um so first of all let's talk about the trailers um we saw some new trailers we uh did. Lee, we saw a little bit of liam neeson's cold pursuit because we were actually a little late to the theater so we didn't get to see the whole trailer but it looks like he's doing a taking in the mountains or something
1: yeah he like he's just gonna do that i guess to the lead eyes what'd you think oh i won't be going to see it okay somebody his daughter something happened wife son son something and he got to Go, he looked like a far uh, uh like taking fargo
0: yeah uh it actually looked all right to me i might see it, it looks impossible white man uh the green book we saw a new trailer for it that had like some different scenes and really focused more on the friendship between the two characters played by vigo mortensen and mahershala ali um what do you think about this trailer
1: i like this trailer there's a possibility that i'm probably gonna go see it mm-hmm. uh just because i want to see it for myself i know people have put out things and stuff like that but i actually want to go see it for myself
0: yeah i saw people say it was an impossible white man movie i mean a magical negro movie and i was like ah oh, not really interested um, but then uh chris and brandon saw it and they said that um those reviews by some of the woke black people was a little harsh and that they saw the same film and thought it was pretty good so now i want to check it out just to make up make my own decision correct uh there was a movie called miss bala which is about uh i think jennifer rodriguez stars in it as a girl who goes out with a friend in a nightclub there's like a attack on the nightclub her friend gets kidnapped and sold into sex slavery it appears and she can't get convince anyone to uh help her because they basically the gang cook her co- hostage too it made it seem like she's a terrorist that drove a car bomb to a, a, DEA, a dea hideout and blew it up and she's on camera and so they framed her and then she has to go get her friend back it looked like it's trying to do some taking shit but like with a woman it might have some action in it i'm not sure it, 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 it was uh kind of a weird trailer to me what'd you think about this one
1: I don't think I'll be going to see it. But one thing I do like is that we seen this one and we seen like another trailer where they're starting to diversify those impossible white people mm. type of roles. And I'm here for it. I am yeah. really here for it.
0: Yeah. The only thing that bothered me about this trailer is it didn't seem that she was going to do a lot of action. Like they seem like they had this one shot in mind where she's in a red dress with red lipstick, holding the gun, shooting people. At, like, at what a, uh, seems to be the last scene of the movie or something, right like going to get her friend.
1: Yeah, I guarantee you it's going to be more of trying to the drama, the trauma, yeah, yeah tears, crying, you know, mm. her uh, trying to navigate her way through the system. But yeah, I don't really think it's going to be no shoot 'em up, which is why I'm like, I'm good
0: yeah that was the only thing so i, I like it It had some elements that i thought were interesting i love to see another trailer especially if there's more action in the movie but not really for this one mary queen of scots um has some pretty high highfalutin white actresses in it Uh i think margot Robbie's in this joint um i don't i'm not an anglophile and i'm not enough of a person that knows or cares about british royalty or irish royalty to get into this uh so it was did not sell me what about you
1: i was good it was no niggas in it yeah it's, sometimes some stuff is just that simple to be
0: yeah i got some white
1: shit i'm like right.
0: yeah it looked very serious and stuff i just feel like they've been making these trailers forever yep like these type of movies mm-hmm. uh aquaman uh we've seen the trailer same thing right. uh the favorite another i'll I lean over to karen during this and said didn't we just see this because i thought so too it was lo- another like british or uh, european arist- aristocracy or royalty having like internal s- battles between each other I, I don't know i just wasn't very interested Mm-mm. it could be great it just I, these just th- to completely did not float my boat
1: yeah a lot of these movies end up winning oscars and awards get critically acclaimed but I don't know like i said they none of this shit like i'm like you because i don't know i'm not familiar with it and truthfully i just don't care it's just white people doing white people shit and when i look at it and i'm like i'm good
0: yeah those trailers all feel the same to me too because mm-hmm. it's like musical notes that are like horns and, and and stuff in between and then it's always just like one line from each english person from a, I'm an english actor in an english accent and it's never like a line that's truly like i don't know thought-provoking to me they're always like the typical lines where it's like well i never (laughs) then they cut to somebody else's like well you would think that wouldn't you like over and fucking over
1: for three minutes right this is gonna be a bunch of uh long soliloquies and then shit like that camera angles you know sometimes probably uh looking at their faces with no words i'm good
0: yeah, it, to me it's more just the fact that the exchanges in the trailers always seem like they're going bars. But to me the, the the exchanges aren't that dope. So they just make it play it up like it's going like uh it's like, "Well, you know, Mary, she's only out for herself." And then the person will respond it's like, "Oh, Robert, in the end we're all out for ourselves dun, 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 like this is not really moving me but Mm-mm. i think it, i'm just not the kind of person for that yeah, it flows somebody boat because they keep making them and lastly was a little battle angel they had a new trailer for that to show more i didn't know mahershala lee was in this joint Mm-mm. um it felt like <laughs> i think <laughs> i
1: did Not I'm not yeah i think he may have been but but when they show mm-hmm. him it was like a quick thing of his face
0: yeah i was gonna say it just felt like a lot of these trailers were just for the people that were in the movie it's like here's their next movie so right right like liam neeson mahershal ali so uh i I don't remember i don't think mahershal is in this but you know what i mean Mm -hmm. green book had that green book and now this he had two movies he's in anyway um i probably will see this for sure Mm because uh anime and it looks good yes it does alright let's talk about Widows we'll talk about what we liked about the movie what we didn't like about the movie we'll score it from 0 to 5 um and uh yeah that's basically it and of course we do spoil the movie Liam Neeson's still alive guys okay he fakes his death at the beginning he's a piece of shit the name of the movie should be men of trash
1: and uh Viola kills him
0: yep alright let's talk about it Karen give me something you liked about Widows
1: I loved uh you know i tell that dude's name uh it um the dude
0: from get out uh oh daniel kaluuya
1: thank you daniel Kalula. i don't just kaluuya kaluuya yeah mm-hmm. okay i love him uh he literally stole the show he will you know he was he was kind of a main character but kind of not but he his presence actually every time he showed up you was like, some shit about to go down. I loved him being the bad guy. Like, he was one of them bad guys, He you was like, oh, shit, I don't know. He, very unpredictable and his face, in them eyes. He You joked about it, but you're right. He got them nigger eyes, where you be like, you, yeah, that's a nigga. And I am here for him playing that role. He died in the movie, but every time he was on screen, he stole and he was fucking people up
0: yeah i was a big fan of uh day of kaluuya in this uh because he just played this very sinister role right. and we haven't we've seen him play wakabi but no, nothing like this no <clears throat> and you know people try to shit on british actors for playing american parts but he killed this shit yes he did um I, I can't i'm hard pressed to imagine somebody doing a better job in the fucking um you know in the auditions for this role particularly uh the way he was like like the his eye contact his posture the way he just wasn't giving a fuck uh when he fucking stabbed that wheelchair bow man and then laid in front of him face to face like he just had he was just chewing up the scenery he um no, in every part
1: right he had no rules he he had they had some dudes that they kept in like a deep freeze of some shit they let him out and they was like they back there rapping boss because he was the boss man he was like rap for me and then he like stared this nigga in the face i mean to the point where he was rapping he was like very timid i was like shit i be timid too
0: yeah then he shot him in the face oh, shot him in the and face. then told the other dude to run and shot him in the back
1: <laughs> right and then told everybody to clean it up
0: right clean up this mess like yeah that was man that was amazing um and uh he stole every scene I, I it felt like one of those roles where they probably wrote that role and it wasn't that big a role and then as he kept playing the role you just keep going we got to give him another scene right Like we got to use this guy um and the way he died was funny you know because he was always in the car listening to, like npr listening to he listened to his brother's debate speech mm-hmm. when he um you know, was stole a car for a uh, full of money from the women at the end. Like, he, he was a very interesting character. He was reading books, so it's like they like he was reading a book, killed this dude, went back to reading this book. Like, it I don't know. It's just an interesting character.
1: Yeah, like layers to him, and he snuck them, followed them, like t'challa was trying to go after what you would call it, Bookie and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. He would just pop up with you and be like, "What the fuck did you come from?" Like he mm-hmm. literally stalked her. The whole movie, because his brother was like, (laughs) "You can't touch her." He was like, "I ain't gonna touch her," Mm -hmm. but that, but that didn't stop him from following her.
0: Yeah. Um. So a thing I liked, um, in this movie, um, I was a fan of Steve McQueen's directing slash writing or whatever because, um, he was able to throw in so many issues in the background of this without necessarily being like message. But there were just like little key moments that made characters who they were, like uh, Brian Tyree Henry playing the this, this criminal crime boss who wants to become a uh, you know um, councilman or whatever, uh, playing this character, and then he's possibly gay, and they just throw it into another part of the movie where uh, Colin Farrell who has really settled into this old this role of playing the. Villainous, morally dubious white guy in a lot of movies. um He, Colin Farrell calls him gay at one point. He's like, I'm not losing that dude. He's, you know, gay, counsel, da da da. And they never show any signs that he necessarily is. um But it's just kind of interesting that they put that in there. The way that Viola Davis and uh Liam Neeson's son dies is basically like a typical like traumatic black person video of that you see on facebook of some cop killing some unarmed black kid over nothing you know um that was something that um i think uh really was in the movie but not like it wasn't like message it was just like this stuff happens you know um a lot of the stuff with the women's empowerment and sexuality like the whole like sugar daddy sugar baby thing it's in the movie it's not really like message but it's in the movie to be like this is just part of life and that's just great writing it's a conflation of different issues that you can make entire movies based off of just those moments alone and they're just in the background
1: yes and also they touch voter suppression they touch redlining Mm -hmm. um they touch poverty Mm mm-hmm like so it was like you said a lot of things that would just happen to be in the background that they just kind of threw out
0: there. yeah and colin farrell's character is representing this very black district of chicago and so he needs these votes and some of the programs that they have like the empowerment of black women business owners sounds like a great idea until we find out that essentially they are taking a hefty cut of all the businesses that they financed so is it really that beneficial to these black women and helping out the hood if your, you know all the projects that you have to get these businesses in there is just because you're taking a cut like protection money um and then when his father uh actually says like you're gonna be the first um one in our family after 80 years of us running for um after 80 years of us running uh this um what do you call it uh this this district you're gonna be the first one to lose to a nigger and like you know that's he's played by robert duvall robert duvall says that and it's like oh these are the liberal white people and they fucking hate black people you know like at one point colin farrell even asked his his girlfriend or i don't know she's just his assistant Mm -hmm. or what but he asked her like have you ever slept with a black guy and she basically avoids the question and tells him basically get your shit together you're gonna lose this the life you fought for blah blah but the fact that he was even obsessed with that and it's because Daniel Kaluuya was looking at her so hard and he noticed it and you know it, I, it's like that was in the back of his mind at that moment that's crazy you know what else did you like
1: I liked uh Viola Davis I really uh loved her Uh, because of who directed it, the camera was wonderful to her skin and Mm -hmm. how she glowed. Um, I really, she was very hard, but you kind of understood, we understood why she was hard. And one of the other, the person who you at least suspected, they literally became like two best friends after they both realized that they were both abused in some way, shape, form or fashion and very dependent on men. Mm Mm-hmm um so i really enjoyed her she stole the show too when she was on the screen
0: the thing for viola davis that i liked in this movie a lot she's a complicated character because they they don't really give her um uh like it's not a hero's type of role like it's like she's a woman put in a desperate situation that has to get something accomplished and carry out this heist that her ex had now technically she was supposed to just give the book of her exes uh all his heist and shit to the bad guys or whatever and they would then turn around and rob um you know this big plan Liam Neeson had where the people that he stole from would turn around and rob the person that he stole the money to give it to and all this shit just big old unnecessary like back and forth but she fucked up the plan by being like we women who have been left behind we can rob this part these people together. Um, and so you would you think like this is gonna be a heist movie from the perspective of Viola Davis? That's how when I walked in, I thought that's what it was gonna be like right. women in desperate situation. They become the heist people. There's gonna be montage and sisterhood and togetherness. And it's not really that. And part of the reason it's not that is because Viola Davis is very much a person that looks down on other women
1: mm-hmm.
0: and looks down on people in general. She lived a very comfortable cush life she didn't seem to really be worried about the morality of what her husband did for a living uh it provided for her she didn't care she had, they had lost their son so they already had some issues in their marriage right. um so they it was very much like uh i don't know like she she just like i liked that it was complicated and she wasn't just Sit, we got to do this for, for ourselves and do this for this and i what i most like about her role is that she wasn't put upon like it wasn't the other women stressing her out and stuff and i'm and i feel like the reason that stuck out to me is because i've watched how to get away with murder and so many other movies where black women are in it and it's like they have to be the moral center of the movie which also makes them the workhorse of the movie everyone's always telling them to do something asking them and they have to do it and we have to start we start to like them because ooh, they overcame a very difficult thing in order to help everyone out she's the opposite she always asking someone else to do some shit and commanding the other women like go get a driver go do this and it's almost like well what the fuck are you doing at some points other than walking around with your little lap dog and and being rich
1: right and also uh she ended up having a conversation with uh the dude who was the dude running for mayor
0: uh brian tyree
1: henry brian, the actor yes brian tyree cool. henry she ended up having a uh conversation with him and he literally was like bitch you don't come from this like
0: mm-hmm.
1: i came from the ghetto the poor like you you wouldn't raise like me like we're not we're not the same and i think that has a has a lot to do with why she looked down on people because mm-hmm. they she and far she was it was beneath her
0: yeah also when he came to her house and threatened her yes sir um like and had a dog and he was holding it like Brian tyree henry was a very complicated character too Mm -hmm. because he wasn't just like a just a thug quote unquote but he had he was still scary you know his own way um the other thing i wanted to add before we move on from viola davis i love i saw a movie with viola davis and she had her natural hair Mm -hmm. like it's just something we haven't really gotten to see a lot and you know there's some revolutionary aspects to the idea of or some people may find some sort of inspiration in like and she's just in love with this white dude and they're kissing real hard and they're da 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 that was that part was okay to me it didn't really like i didn't really care that much that liam neeson was in especially knowing for me anyway knowing right away like oh he's going to be alive he is going to betray her like i figured that shit out in the first scene
1: like, Oh, okay i didn't know that
0: yeah because it didn't the plan made no sense when they just cut back and they blew up the fucking van the only thing that they kind of fooled me on was i wasn't sure if everyone was in on the heist and everyone left their wife at the same time mm-hmm. or if liam neeson set everybody up to die and then he did you know and it turns out liam neeson basically set everybody up to die um but yeah so it was kind of um you know for me it was kind of like ugh, anticlimactic knowing that well this dude's actually going to be the real dick of the movie so them super kissing hard and stuff and some of the things viola Davis been saying in interviews about being on screen and being just like in love with this white dude and not being a big deal it's kind of like yeah but not really because he turned out to be a piece of shit so right uh but anyway i still love just the idea of her in her natural hair going around doing viola davis shit like you know because it seemed like without thinking about it but just in general every movie we watched her play a character had to have a perm wear a wig something you know and this is the first time i really feel like it, and if she did reveal her natural hair it was always like a big moment of like she took off her wig right because at the end of the day she's tired y'all and she just can only be herself in her house and this was the opposite you know so yeah, yeah, that's this, what i like this was
1: y'all gonna have to deal with me like like yeah. she was she was very uppity
0: yeah in a good way yes to me you know um another one uh, so it's my turn a thing i like i like the supporting cast of women yes between michelle rodriguez the put upon mother of two who um you know who's kind of more street than them um and um how she brings in um the black woman um uh who becomes their driver who's always running places and shit who just works 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 cuz she got to make ends meet with her uh you know for her um for her family and shit mm-hmm. uh I enjoyed her and of course um the tall blonde woman Elizabeth Debicki who played Alice um her storyline was actually really fucking deep and good it and was. I didn't think it would be and I didn't know how the movie would treat her because she is this very statuesque blonde Woman in this movie by Steve McQueen, starring Viola Davis. You know, there's kind of a, at least the way I've seen it in pop culture now and in our general conversation, there's kind of a tendency to vilify the white woman lately. Like, oh, all white women ain't shit. They always do some bullshit. And, uh, she this woman, going through it. She was going through it. And once again, complicated. Didn't have a heart of gold necessarily. Not that, wasn't trying to be the greatest person in the world, but she ended up learning to believe in herself uh you know and 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 wanted out of this lifestyle of being taken care of or abused by men um and even the sugar baby lifestyle thing wasn't good enough for her because she just she's like i don't want to be a like a person that's always relying on some man's good graces
1: right and you can tell that's what her mama did one period of time she was like look i don't want to be over here fucking random dudes trying to make ends meet men aren't the definition they shouldn't define me
0: right and she was like she became the best shot she figured out where the blueprint was like she was the mvp in a lot of ways um and she had to fuck that dude that was such a loser uh with all the money um that was her sugar daddy to get to get to you know to expose everything but i kind of liked her perseverance and you know her and viola being friends at the very end was kind of like a a cool moment of like, look at these two people that came to respect each other who really, you know, Viola had no respect for that woman before that heist.
1: Right, and also, uh, for, uh, that character, something I did like, particularly when Viola gave her a list of guns, and she was like me, I don't know a fucking thing about guns. But because she's tall and she looks like a Russian, she played it down and, and got a white woman to get her all the guns because she was you know basically was like i've been abused i was like you work in that system girl
0: well um that's the thing so she i think she did know what the guns look like mm. it wasn't that she didn't know she didn't want to buy it in her own name <gasps> so they don't want to they're doing a heist so they don't want you to trace the shit back to them so she got this woman to buy the guns for her and and then uh, with that and i love that scene because she basically just fakes being a russian uh, mail-order bride who's abused and wants guns to save her from this man and the and she picked out like a great target it was a woman make
1: america great that's all i felt like yeah she voted for trump
0: yeah it was a woman a pro-gun woman with her daughter and it was gonna make her look bad in front of her daughter to say no because the girl even says like mommy you always say guns are a girl's best friend and she's like all right i'll help you and she gets the three guns and she's also the best shot like they go shooting and she's like the best shot like it was just a a cool uh i love that role in that character uh i like michelle rodriguez's character um you know uh she was like more practical and no nonsense and she's the one that brought in Cynthia Erivo's character um who plays Belle the getaway driver um like I loved it And they all had different goals and you, it was like a set it off 2018 kind of
1: it was and also something else that I did like about it they were women and they told their stories and they told their roles but I like the fact that they didn't try to man it up, if I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense. Like, they didn't come around and one of them, quote-unquote, acted like a man, or, you mm-hmm. know, had to uh, uh, give her, like, bro-like traits, if that makes sense. Nah, mm-hmm. all these women, they acted like women. They all come from different backgrounds. They came together for this job, and it was no... I guess no really egos or testosterone's mm-hmm. other than they was just tired about all the shitting on them.
0: Well, they were fighting, and they had fights within... with each other, but it was... They just they were valid fights like and it was because because i think they're maybe it's not necessarily testosterone but they still had like viola davis's character looking down on everyone correct like it wasn't like uh like let me play this scene where they go find bell to be the getaway driver solved our problem what's this this
1: is bell she's fast she's smart and she can drive Come on, we can't do this. The three of us. We need a driver. This is not your place. Please ask her to leave. I'm standing here. You can talk to me. I
0: don't know you. You don't
1: have to. I'm happy to leave right now.
0: We need a driver.
1: Your girl's happy to split your cut? Split our cut? It's equal or nothing. You vouch for her? I don't require a vouch. Would really need another gun. I got my own. you need to watch how you talk to me if you're in we need to get you started right away
0: so that's what I'm talking about there's moments that are testosterone moments that's one right right but um it, the, i but but they were essential to the plot or integral to the, the fact that these characters are clashing and stuff, and I actually like seeing that, and you know while it wasn't like you know like you said them trying to out men men like it was it didn't turn into like and we're gonna kill everybody yeah just something ridiculous with yeah my,
1: my pride you you it wasn't none of that and 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 just and like i said it's not that there was not conflict i just like the way the conflict was
0: handled i liked it in the opposite way that i liked uh oceans eight where so much of ocean eight was they build up like men would have made a fight out of this and women don't because women are better than men which is fine and it's you know it's only an hour and a half movie but you kind of get it after a few times like right. every time they come up to something where you're like no way out of this one something happens where women just go oh, we no nah, we can just work together or whatever this one was kind of opposite where they really were running into the same conflicts and clashing but they still put out the heist like like a typical heist movie but they just did it well
1: yeah and they come from different backgrounds you know because uh Rodriguez, her thing was like, hey, any of y'all been to jail? Right. Do y'all like like I know if we fuck this up, it is not a game. Like, I know y'all going into this, but do y'all really know what y'all are about to step into mm-hmm. because I'm not coming out here for my kids and leave my kids at home just to fucking go to jail for some bullshit.
0: Right. Now I did it. Cynthia Arrivo was just like a babysitter and ends up being in on this heist. You know, like it wasn't like a fun heist movie where you just bring everyone in. Um what what else did you like? I
1: actually uh really uh liked the heist itself cuz mm-hmm. you didn't really get to the heist to like the end end, end of yeah. the movie. I really liked the heist. They they prepared, they were ready. Uh you know, I know that they um gave Viola hard time, but she made a good point when she was like, "Hey, I want you to she was doing math with him. She was like, "Hey, this is how much these things weigh." And she put them in a bag. She was like, "Now run." That first time she was okay. And then she doubled it. She's like, "Now run!" She's like, "This is heavy." She's like, "Yes." She say, "I have to. We. I have to prepare for the best scenario and the worst case scenario. You might have to fucking do double that weight. We right. need to fucking move, and we can't be bullshitting. And I need to be sure that you're strong enough to do this because if we get caught, we're all going to fucking jail."
0: Yep. Now all of our work is worth nothing if we don't move this money and fast. The notebook says $5 million. That's exactly the amount
1: of money Mulligan was accused of taking in commission kickbacks. So over here we have $2 million, 20 Tupperware boxes. Each box has $100,000 and $100 bills. It weighs 44 pounds. Now over here we have $2 million. 40 Tupperware boxes. Each box has $50,000 and $50 bills. It weighs 88 pounds. I
0: feel like I'm in school. Tell me about it. We got to start thinking like professionals. We're in business together. There's not going to be some cozy reunion. After this job, we're done.
1: We have three days to look and move like a team of men. The best thing we have going for us is being who we are. Why?
0: Because no one thinks we have the balls to pull this off. So, yeah, that, like, I like also that the heist wasn't cute. No, it
1: was very gritty. It was very dark. And what was fucking hilarious uh the old man uh M- Muller M- or, or mm-hmm. i think McMullen uh his assistant walked out
0: that's not his assistant that's his wife
1: oh that was his wife
0: mm-hmm. okay she but, walked out yeah. looked
1: at them and turned her ass right on back around went into the room
0: yeah and and uh mulligan's wife Mulligan, uh, that's what it yeah was. the father uh robert duvall you know her, she she went inside and got him and he came back out with a gun like a dumbass and end up getting shot and killed but he did shoot one of them Mm -hmm. so like the heist was you know there's always something in the heist that goes wrong else it's not gonna be a good heist movie and in this case it was that man getting killed but because of viola davis's smart thinking um and maybe and see this is the one thing like because it doesn't get cute you don't know how much of this is her being like i knew what was going to happen and i prepared for it and how much of it because the movie doesn't really go out of its way to to wink at you and go oh she knows but i remember when you had the conversation at the hideout when she's unloading the money and liam neeson shows up um and carol said like oh she doesn't know he's alive and i said oh i think she does i think she already pieced together everything about what he did Mm. because there was one widow in the movie who doesn't um join the heist Mm -mm. uh she's actually played by this woman from the leftovers so she doesn't join the heist she has a brand new baby and she doesn't even call viola davis until like they're almost four or five days left in the heist and they need a driver but she never volunteers her services and all this shit and she's very just committed to the idea of like nope not gonna not gonna do whatever the fuck it is y'all doing okay Um, and i don't even think viola davis necessarily threatens her like i'm gonna tell your names or whatever Mm -hmm. so she goes to the woman's house and brings her dog and we know her dog is like can still like smell the scent of her husband on Mm -hmm. his own clothes and shit and and the dog goes to a door that's locked and just goes and just goes crazy like it's smelling somebody in there then she gets the dog and she sees the flask that every morning he has a flask that they fill up and she shares a drink with him or something like that. Um, you know, one of those corny movie things that mm-hmm. I imagine only happens in movies. Right. And, um,
1: I, we don't show no flask.
0: Right. But it was just a point to let us know, like, this is a telltale sign that this dude is alive. He's here. And whatever. Yeah, why
1: would this bitch have it?
0: Right. And when she, she ran out the house because I think she realized at that moment, like he's still alive. Right. And so when he shows up, I, like to think she was prepared for that possibility and, and, and that makes killed sense. him and then put the gun in his hand that was used to kill robert duvall's character right so that you have an open and shut murder mystery for the cops you know and the money just they never find out the money or whatever now i don't know it could have also been she came up with that on the fly on her own at the last second who knows but i don't know i like to think that she knew
1: i uh, yeah but you said made more sense because i was like yeah that dog went crazy mm-hmm. and she stood there and she debated about opening up the door but she was like you know what i'm not gonna open up the door right he's in there or there's some there's something in there that's causing this dog to fucking lose his mind right so i'm gonna go ahead and leave i'm not gonna bother this bitch but i know something is happening
0: so it's funny because um You know that not cuteness is gonna probably turn some people off but it it actually made it kind of cool to me like i liked it
1: oh you know what i think that she knew too because when they had a conversation she was like yeah you went off with your fucking white family so i was like oh
0: and your new white son yeah she knew um and it wasn't like she was putting it together when he showed up she knew um so and i don't know if that was part of the the end of her heist plan or not but it gave her like a neat bow um so uh another part i like too was when daniel kaluuya stole the vehicle and they chased him down and that st- that other car and killed him that was dope because that really was a moment in the movie where you're just like shit they did that whole hype like, for nothing he left
1: him on the fucking side of the road i was right. like oh my god
0: they're stranded there's no way they're gonna get out of there and then boom they was right back on his ass they never really explained how they got that car or whatever i it, don't care it
1: don't even matter oh they was like nigga you was not stealing five million dollars from us and think you're gonna roll back
0: right oh uh, let me think what else did i like um i like the runtime you know uh like a little over it was basically about a two-hour movie mm-hmm. but there's so much stuff in life they packed into each of these characters it really blows by like it's really just like boom like
1: it does the, go by really fast yeah because
0: everybody has some shit they're dealing with and they go, and everything is kind of like a one to two minute scene there's not a lot of like five or six minute scenes there's a lot more like okay and then this is happening and then this guy's still alive and then oh here's uh here's this thing and uh her shop is closing and uh you know she's foreclosing on her house and she's doing like i just like how fast everything moved so you never really had time to linger and be like oh they could have took this scene out or whatever uh anything else Mm -mm. i'm trying to think what else uh um oh i love the subplot of the white democrats investing in infrastructure that really was only going to benefit them at the end skimming all the profit from these black businesses and using those black women as props is like we got minority business owners y'all um another thing i liked was the height variance between all the different women in the movie yes that was something that you know it was it was cool to see characters with a range of heights like um the blonde uh woman elizabeth debicki
1: tall
0: as fuck she was like oh, probably close to six feet tall right Cl- tall as fuck um and then so was the woman who owned the salon very mm, tall right you know and uh i don't know it just feels like you don't really see that in movies a lot it's like there's a certain height of actors where they're like all right that's too much or you know if we get her then she got to be dating a six seven man you know right uh i love the whole sugar baby little side um plot and you made a point the dude was shorter than her Mm -hmm. he sure was and he was a dick but i love how he approached it like he wasn't a dick right away it was that thing where it's like of and i think this is kind of at the core that sugar baby shit anyway Mm -hmm. i I had a friend who was gonna try to get into some of that and i was like and then she ended up not being able to do it but i was like i just don't know how those dudes it sounds cool like seeking shit, but i feel like most men will eventually at some point expect sex or if they or they got shady reasons to be involved in in the first place not saying all men i'm sure there's some perfectly happy good sugar baby sugar daddy things some dude literally just giving money to some attractive woman and not taking anything Mm -hmm. from her
1: and not to some but majority of them probably don't respect you either
0: well they de- I definitely don't think they can respect you. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's built that way. Right. But not every relationship requires respect, I guess. Right. But it's just the fact that I like the pitfalls of it and it wasn't some like showgirls like he started hitting her type shit. It was just like he looked at her the way he looked at buying a Jeep. And it doesn't seem like that uh insulting at first, but by the end when she's just asking basic questions like, So why can we never go to your place? and he's basically like uh-uh bitch that's enough of that like and threw some my, money on the table Like, right. you're
1: not my wife there right. was no obligation this is i fuck you and i give you money he wanted her to basically get up
0: and just leave the country mm-hmm.
1: and i was like why would she do that
0: and the thing was she really was going to be in a position where he was going to be more and more controlling i think yes you know because she needed his money and he really assumed you do need my money and that's really the only reason she did the heist, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there were some good slaps in this movie.
1: It was, yeah.
0: the, the mama slapping Alice—that was a good slap. I didn't
1: see that one coming.
0: Slapped the shit out of her. Digital. Um, and then uh, Viola Davis and Alice having that slap off. No, straight up slap off. She called Viola a cunt. Viola slapped her, and then she slapped out, Al- uh, slapped her back, and said, I'm, "I will never be u- looked uh, abused by anyone again." not you not anyone i'll yeah. say ooh,
1: yeah I, I think at that moment she realized the power she had
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: because she was like i'm tired of getting my ass whooped because the uh the punisher was her boyfriend and yeah. he had been whooping her ass
0: yeah that was the thing little stuff like that they put in the movie um and then lastly Brian tyree henry i thought he was great um that's another dude that's been picking great roles and For really real? just knocking them out of the park um uh and then there was one more person. I uh, did I say Colin Farrell? Colin Farrell was great. Mm-hmm. All the performances are great. Uh the preacher was great. Oh, the preacher. The way the black church was involved and I love how it, I love I love um Steve McQueen's way of presenting something up to you up front and then taking you back later to be like, but this is what it's really like. Right. So like the platitudes of um of mulligan giving his speeches for what he's gonna do for the community then hopping in the car and being like did you fuck a black man you have like that type of shit where you're like wow what a two-faced son of a bitch and the preacher the same way gives us great speech ignorance is becoming the, the thing that people achieve Come it's on. becoming excellence like that shit and then as soon as it's over he's basically like how do i sell my congregation's votes away mm-hmm. so i can get more power in the community like that shit was dope all right was anything you didn't like about this movie Mm -mm. yeah uh the only thing i will caution i can't say i didn't like it necessarily but i will caution they there's a trend kind of of and i think men do this more often than women but it's kind of a trend of like using certain traumatic stuff like from the black lives matter like era to kind of point like to to put a a different point on stuff like donald glover using it and this is america stuff it doesn't bother me i'm on record as telling y'all it doesn't bother me it doesn't really bother me it almost never bothers me to be honest unless it's real life then it's not gonna bother me right? right but there is a moment like that and i do wonder how people are gonna talk about that at some point if they do maybe they won't because you know it's not donald glover and and people and steve mcqueen's gay so maybe people will f- feel like they're not gonna point it out you know I, you know consistency as a motherfucker um <laughs> but they may give him a pass on it in a way that they wouldn't have given like a straight black dude but uh it was kind of like one of those moments that reminded me of all the things people say like i'm tired of seeing this why we gotta put these things in our movies this is so triggering and i wonder what the reaction will be agreed so uh other than that i can't think of anything because i fucking enjoyed this movie Mm
1: -hmm. what would you
0: score zero to five
1: i would give this movie a five i had a ball
0: yeah i believe i'll have to give this a straight up five man like it's not then the thing is if you're expecting like an action like heat but with women or even set it off it's not that
1: yeah that if if that's your expectation is about a 3 or
0: 4. Yeah, if you want like a shootout with the cops and shit, you're not mm-hmm. getting any of that. But I really enjoyed it for what it was. It just like it told me a story that I didn't even know I wanted to know or see. Um and yeah, I kind of figured out the the Liam Neeson hook, but I didn't know all of it. I didn't know about the the side chick with the baby, uh the fact that their marriage fell apart after their son died Mm -hmm. that was a detail that i really liked because they kept romanticizing their relationship and they were they were holding hands and she would have visions of like him walking up behind her and he's dead and she misses him and then you find out oh they actually had problems too so all right let's look at your comments to overlord our latest review uh selester says hi rod and karen i enjoyed this movie and agree with both your comments i prefer the sci-fi thriller movies over the supernatural ones i definitely like that boyce was the main character and he saw everything from his perspective and we saw everything from his perspective and i was happy he lived in the end being that the movie was set in 1949 i kept waiting for some racial issues to come with Boyce and his fellow soldiers and also the nazis but was glad they chose not to go there this movie reminded me of doom a little bit peace doom the 2005 movie starring dwayne the rock johnson oh we we know that's one of my favorite movies i love that movie (laughs) uh classic r&b lover says hi, Ryan and karen is a single person i frequently go to the movies by myself i also happen to live in the mostly white area you may be asking yourself why is this starting to comment well because i'm a black woman and when i walked into the theater it was filled with mostly white men i guess it was the subject matter and i had to tell myself repeatedly that i'm here to see the movie ignore everything else i ignore everyone that had a fantastic time you know that's another reason that probably glad i'm kind of glad it didn't touch on race right like you know like i need a break sometimes
1: yes you do everybody does
0: theater full of white people i don't need a moment where he gets called a nigger and we have to wonder if who in the movie thinks that's hilarious right uh when i saw Bo King i was ready i was ready as i thought i didn't know bokeen was in this they kept
1: that a big ass surprise
0: when he got killed five minutes in i knew why his role wasn't advertised i also saw a white guy who knew i recognized from something and it kept driving me crazy when he was in the on the screen naturally right before he died i screamed fix in my head overlord was really good and i for one wouldn't be surprised if there was more than a grain of truth in his sto- this story because nazis are infamous for experimenting on people i like how the racial and gender to- tropes got turned on their heads in a way that show other filmmakers how you can incorporate women and non-white characters in the period piece movies i hope this film does well because it is surprisingly good agree on all counts mm-hmm. the last one's from sandler agony who says at first overlord felt and looked like a cloverfield movie The ominous lighting the unknown threat etc i do like those movies regardless of the criticism i will say it reminded me of the updated wolfenstein and the older medal of honor games and playstation as far as pacing goes while it's slow at first it finds its frenetic pace in the second half and well is well worth the wait it doesn't spend time holding your hand which keeps the movie going i agree because like there's a bunch they throw so many concepts at you in this movie Mm -hmm. that they could the concepts alone could be a fucking like plot yes they could like that woman who's like talking and she's her head is dislodged from her body and she's going help please kill me
1: you could just follow her like all these people you literally could have just followed them
0: we don't even know necessarily what all they were doing in that lab no we
1: don't but it was whatever it was, it was fucked up
0: jovanna depo adepo is really good here and i like the way that they wrote this brother black people don't get a chance to be center stage in these movies due to white folks discomfort with history he wasn't macho or tough but he didn't need to be adding the fact that he was scared but determined was a good touch bad robot and jj abrams seem to be making do with their diversity initiatives Why? russell was good in this role a big shout out to fitz from ages of the shield being in this movie the bad guy was a beast really liked him being a brute near the end of the film the whole movie is just fun from start to finish i just wish bokeem Woodbine didn't die early i agree i it's, it was sad and funny because i saw him and I, my first thought was that nigga's gonna die soon because ah! i'm like Cause they didn't promote yeah him. and he would if he was in this joint you gotta have some more lines from him and also he just it was just he was but i started smiling because i love that i love that actor mm-hmm. and i love when he plays these roles that you just never get to see black people do and a world war Two or one, whichever one uh like uh captain of a platoon right i was
1: like he's the commander what is happening here and
0: he's giving the typical like speech that they all like all right all right uh Sally's listen up you know <laughs> your mother this isn't gonna be your mother's porridge on a Sunday day. We're gonna jump down there like like you just saying all that shit. Like uh so I just I just enjoyed that and I'm glad they got him to do that role. All right. That's it for this episode of Sport Reviews. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoy and continue to support the show. Peace. Peace.